big decisions, paths followed, choices made. This is Connections, conversations about life and work. I'm your host, Jim Allen. I've been aware of Adam Oldfield for about 10 years. Uh, he's a well-known, he's well-known in the Hamilton, Ontario area as the leader of FPM3 Marketing and Design. Correct. Welcome. Thank you. Adam. So you appear, you do all these things. So I'm going to list, list a few <laughs> off. Go ahead. Uh, you appear regularly on local radio, yep. CHML, speaking about technology. You teach at the local college on, on occasion, right? Uh, Part-time, yeah. So uh, lately you can be heard, you're expanding your empire. You're on AM 640 in Toronto? Uh, yes, across uh, all the global radio network now. But so yeah. you took over your father's business, a vacuum man? Was it your father's business? That's right. My dad started it in 79, yeah. And we, my wife and I took it over, I'm going to say, now going on three years. So um, when my phone rings at the dinner it hour, it's, 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 it's you it's not me. trying no, to get I, me to do I, I want to say it's me. You know, I'd love to call you just to <laughs> harass everybody if I could, but no, that's not us. No one's got a landline anymore. I don't know. Uh, no. The phone rings, I don't answer it. So you're not, you're, <laughs> yeah. and you're running for city councilor, which we'll talk about later. Yep. Uh, so you're busy. Yeah, I, I got a, I got a full plate. Yeah. So, dude, this is an intervention. I've tricked you down here. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, you, you're making the rest of us look bad because you're, <laughs> you're way, you're way too busy. Um, so, I had a few choices yes. when I was making the the super. Yep. That goes under you. Yeah. But I landed on entrepreneur slash actor. Okay. And that's because. Yeah. You actually have a role in the upcoming. I guess we'll call it a documentary, kind of a docudrama on Vice. Yes. Airs in August. Yep. So this is well timed for that. <laughs> right. The Dark Side of Comedy. And you're playing Chris Farley. Yeah. How the heck did you get this role? Great question. Uh, well, I've always had a bit of a demeanor of Chris Farley all my life. I mean, you know, before Chris Farley was even a thing in the 90s, uh, I was there was the Adam Oldfield, of course, you know, between Burlington and Hamilton, I was only well known as that very rambunctious, heavy set, fun guy. And um, how it came about was December, a friend of mine who I'm a part of the in that little uh, list of Rotary Club of Hamilton, um, a friend of mine in the Rotary Club of Hamilton, he does a lot of background uh, acting and he sent me a casting call and said, this is like, this is you. So um, it was a, it was a casting call to actual uh, agents. I don't have an agent. I don't have, as you mentioned, I don't have. Well, I was going to ask you, that was another yeah. question. Do you, you don't even have an agent. No, I don't have an agent. So this oh, is a, ca I, a, a casting call. It was basically. a casting call. And when I got, I saw it and I, I, I talked to my wife because the, when you look through the requirements, it was a story about Chris Farley. The, it's the documentary, which you're right. Uh, but it was at the time of when he passed. So the story begins from the moment he got hired at Saturday Night Live right through to his death. And so I'm not going to give my age away, but I'm, I'm not 33 anymore. And I thought, I don't know if I'm going to do this. My wife was very much, Michelle uh, just said to me, honey, you got to do it. Seriously, why not? So I did. I actually turned on the cameras and I filmed the, uh, they gave you a bunch of scenarios you had to do. So one was Matt Foley. One was an interview with Jay Leno, another one with Conan O'Brien. I had to do the opening sequence where he bursts into the David Letterman show and does cartwheels. And so, okay. So you've already shot this, it's coming out. So have you, have you, they let you see it at all? No, I've, so, I haven't seen any, we filmed for, uh, four days in Toronto. I got, uh, so they called me, got 
I got the part, ironically, and um, when I got it, I was, uh, first of all, surprised. Second was uh, honored. Third was, holy smokes, I've never done this before. So uh, I'm horrible with scripts, Jim. Right. Like, I mean, if you gave like me a script right a script now and said, okay, Adam, here's what we're going to say, I'd be like, hey, yeah, that's not happening. So, so I mean, I assume this was... There's there's real documentary footage of Chris Farley, and then you, but you actually have speaking parts in this. No, ah, you know what? Honestly, I don't know. They made me talk through the whole thing. Okay. The way I understand it is, well, I saw the trailer. Yes, and the trailer, there's a glimpse of you, maybe the back of your head or something. Yeah. So I, what what I was assuming was, they they'd intercut real documentary footage with like sinister, uh, sh uh, shady things of, you know, behind the scenes, this is Chris, I think the things that cameras can't shoot, like the sinister stuff, like the drug use or whatever. Right, behind yeah, the there was um, there was a lot of, as I understand it, is there's Lauren Michaels and, and Chris's brother, they're all telling the story, and as they're narrating it, I'm right. acting it. Yes. So I'm doing the scene, so they'll speak and, and you'll see me. Do it. So you were actually acting out skits and things? You were uh, yeah. doing the skits? I did skits. I played it out as if my brother and I just got the call from Lauren Michaels. We played it out that I was in a limousine with a uh, with a ton of uh, uh, lovely ladies and some uh, some nose candy. At and, the height of his... Uh, and we drove around with right. McDonald's and uh, I... I remember. Uh, so they made you eat and oh take drugs, and I was Chris Farley. I mean, I acted Chris Farley, but I was Farley. And there was a part where I was like, I don't want to be Farley anymore. Like it was horrible. There was actually a time I said to my wife, "I'm never doing." Like when we I'll finished, never, I'll, I'll I said, "I don't want to do this, this again." So you did this as a, as a kind of a party trick before the, uh, the Chris Farley <laughs> imitation. I do a quick little. Well, your friend obviously knew that. Yeah, I mean, you physically vaguely look. Yeah, up I'll do a. I, I did it when I was in radio. I mean, going into my career growing up, I was in radio, and one of my bits was I called him Ed Polanski. It was just a name I made up, right. and I would be hired by the radio station to go on stage and introduce bands. And I did this Chris Farley bit, which I was head. I called myself head of security, so I was at Lulu's, I was at Cops Coliseum, and I did a lot of these concert venues for Canadian bands, and they would bring me in. Universal Music would bring me in, and I would do this. You know, okay, everybody, we got some rules. And I would do this whole Farley thing before the concert. And it was just a comical introduction on behalf yeah. of the station. Um, and that was my that was my shtick. I was not Chris. Right. I was Ed Polanski, head of security, which everyone was like, oh, my God, it's Chris Farley. So I was doing these bits and that sort of, I guess, during the time. And it's natural for me, I guess, to look all <laughs> kind of like. Uh, and I've well, been working that, workshopping that a <laughs> yeah, bit. So. Exactly. So you're a huge fan of Chris Farley. Uh, you know all the bits. Basically. I know the bits, but it's not because I, I mean, I love Farley. I thought he was funny, but it's almost like, I, you know, I think I'm I think I'm funny. So I don't right. know if Farley was around today. Well. We'd be like, who's? funnier <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i would have had you doing the famous like when he interviewed paul mccartney because that would have yeah. uh uh do you know that sketch oh very well yeah. yeah i mean one of the things when i was filming i actually got to work with the stunt coordinator that worked with chris right and uh and it was an honor like i was in by the way i was the method actor when i was doing this and he came up to me and and that was one of the things he said at the end when we were, he was training me to fall through tables. Um, he actually took a selfie of me and he said, I feel like I'm with Chris Farley. That's a high compliment. So it this was. isn't a hatchet job. This is like, there's people from that world. Oh yeah. That no, are, no, no. are they, they want to tell this story yes. honestly. Yeah. Like, and seriously. There is uh there's a lot of comedians that were, that are narrating it. Lauren Michaels himself was, I know, doing yeah. this and, uh, uh, and and I think the hardest part for me doing this 
scenario of being Chris Farley wasn't the funny fall through tables and stuff. It was trying to understand who he was as a person. That's what I struggled with. Like right. they wanted me to act it out. Like you asked, was there a script? No. Uh, but I had to be Chris off camera and I had nothing. That's your choice. Though. That was, I, yeah, they left. That's like it. method acting. Right? Yeah. And I was, I was four days full on method acting as Chris Farley. Right. Now, while I was on set, while I was, and I had to, because it was like back to back filming. Like, um, so I was constant. I didn't come out of character for the time. So I was insecure. I was like, am I doing a good job? And at one point, uh, director actually turned to me and he goes, are, are you talking to me as Chris or as Adam? Like, do you want, you're doing fine. And I'm like, okay, great. Cause you know, if you need well, me to do it. Well, he's probably a lot of insecurity there too. One, right? He was, uh, uh, there was nothing to go off of Jim. So one of the things when I did this and they said, we want you to be Chris. And I'm like, there's no footage. All you have is right. everything that was recorded of Chris was Chris being a, a character. Yeah. So, um, I kind of went with what the stunt coordinator advised me on as to who he was. And, uh, and then I try to become that insecure, try to get a laugh all the time. Yeah. I, I think I annoyed the crew cause I was doing it constantly yeah. so there was a point where it was like we need to get this finished can we right. oh, stop really? acting and do your bart please this well, you're is... gonna be surprised because you haven't seen it so no, uh, that's no. the th that's the interesting they didn't they didn't part. let me see too much but i can tell you i had a body double and uh and they made me fall through tables they made me eat they made me do a farley a, a true farley had a thing about milkshakes beer and um and burgers so in one scene i had to eat no sorry start with a strawberry Strawberry shake? Yeah. Or did I start with the beer? No, strawberry. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, I had this huge shake and, you know, and they're filming me drinking the strawberry shake. Uh, and I wasn't really drinking it, but, you know, you get it in your mouth anyways. And I'm drinking the strawberry shake, put it down, grab a pint of beer, guzzled the beer or acted like it. So I'm going from strawberry to barley and I had to do two of them. He would have two pints of beer. Womp, womp. Then they brought in this triple decker burger with pickles and mate, like and just you're, and you're drink, drinking real beer. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, everything's real. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, and I was actually thirsty, so I made the mistake of going, "Oh, I'll actually drink that." Anyway, two beers. Then I had this burger, um, like, and they wanted the gluttony. They were showing the. It's a real burger. It was a real burger, <laughs> and I'm like, I had to stop. At so the they're end. just going for the uh, overall. It was Farley's life as Farley would live. It's all sensory, like yes. there's food, there's drinking, there's There was cocaine, drugs, and... there was like So was, were the drugs real? No, but I had the real drug. <laughs> so point. real hamburger, real beer, but you're telling me the drugs were- The drugs weren't real, weren't but real. I could see why the man needed drugs because honestly, I was like feeling like drained and we filmed at seven in the morning, finished at 10 and I was like done. So me having this, uh, was a bit of a nice, um, how did I, I said it to somebody, uh, well, you know, when they were like, oh, are you an actor now? And I said, no, I'm, I'm adding it to my portfolio of what have I accomplished in life? This is one of the best, uh, experiences that I can say out of, of all the things you've done in your life, what would you say you feel great about? I'm, I'm proud about my daughter. I'm proud about my wife and my marriage. And I'm proud that I got the chance to be Chris Farley. And, um, and those, that's something, uh, that I can now, and it does, it makes me feel good. Not because of the fame or the awareness it's, I know everyone watching it's going to enjoy it. So, you know, do you know what channels it's, it's going to be on Crave TV, HBO and Apple TV? So, so it's a big, 
Yeah, I don't think it's show. meant for Canada. It's meant for the U.S. Well, let's let's talk about some of your other stuff because you've got a lot going on even without this, yeah. which is pretty <laughs> noteworthy. That's really what made me okay. This is getting ridiculous. He's doing so much. Right. Uh, let's uh, let's chat. So your main business all over all these, you know, last what twenty years is yes. the marketing the FPM three marketing. That's how yes. you say it, right? That's correct. Uh, what what did you do leading up to the creation of that? Because it's your company, right? It, yeah, yeah. I began it in two thousand three. Um, radio. I was in radio for years, and um, well, on air, behind the scenes. No, no, I was behind the scenes. I mean, right. I did the bits where, like, I just told you, I got on stage, but it was right. promotions. So uh, I started in weather and traffic back before there was Google Maps, um, and I would collect it. And then I got promoted at a young age in the radio station at CHML Y ninety five at the time um, to uh, traffic scheduling. I, I'm a computer coder. Like right. honestly, behind scenes, I I wrote and see and assembly and all that and, and my coding. Um, ended up in the I applied for a promotion job at the age of twenty, got the job, and then uh, while I was there, I did a promotion with a gentleman in sales, and I was pitching Diet Pepsi in Toronto against all these stations. While I was there, I did this whole song and dance. And it was Q one oh seven. Uh, us and uh, I think it was 97.7. Anyway, did the pitch. And at the end of it, um, we won the whole deal. Like Diet Pepsi said, we love Y95. And I did all the presentation. I did all the work. Uh, when we're driving back, the sales rep, I turned to him and I said, that was amazing. We got the whole thing. I, I said, how much do we make? And he was very honest with me. He was wonderful. The, the sales rep was, was, was great. And he goes, well, uh, you know, uh, we made, uh, I think the station got 500,000 or something for the whole campaign. And uh, and I said, what do you make, Jerry? Like, what's your cut on that? Like, just curious as we're driving in his BMW right. and he said, uh, about 50,000, I think. And, and I'm like, that took literally an hour and a half to make $50,000. Right. I, I make half of that as my salary in a year. Right. And I still have to go back and work. That's when I said I want to be in sales. Sales. Okay. I tried to get into sales, uh, but you know, they didn't Ra have a position okay. yeah, in radio. Yeah. And they didn't have anything. So um, long story short, I ended up getting frustrated and said, I, I need to figure this out. I want to make, I want to make that kind of money. If I'm right. doing the work, I want the money. And right. so I ended up starting up the ad agency in 2003 and a few clients from my promotion days got me started. Okay. And, um, and from there we, um, I call myself a successful failure, Jim. I mean, when someone says, Oh, hey, Adam, who are you? you know, Oh, look, your success. I'm, I'm a successful failure. So I exploded, took off right away. Uh, in matter of eight months, I grew from myself to 15 staff. In less than two years, I had accounts like Tim Hortons in Oakville. I had Sierra Lee Household, NASCAR. Um, it was, it was huge. Uh, well, what's the secret to your success? Do you think? Um, you know, honest integrity, the same thing. Like I, if I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do something, I, I have a vision. If I'm going to work on a client, I'll say, what is it you want to accomplish? I want to make more money. I want to be more aware. I want people to know who I am. So I'll, I'll come back, understand their business, regardless of what it is. And I'll say, okay, here's how I'm going to accomplish it. And it's going to cost you this much. Um, right. and so in 2005, things were phenomenal. Like I was in a very good world. Right. Like I was in NASCAR driving around with a team. Um, our sales were like in the 10 millions and I had, uh, we had a plane, I would drive to Philly and uh, I, I, it was so good. I put on a private concert in uh, Edie Smith Farms and brought in Kenny G, I love smooth jazz, right. um, you know, and literally help finance and support this uh, concert. Anyway, 2008, 2009 recession hits, boom, from hero yes. to zero, I lost everything in two weeks lost my my marriage fell apart everything just collapsed on me and i was 65 staff to four and right. it was it, i should looking back if adam could talk to adam 
in 2008, it would be bankrupted. Uh, just saying it is making my stomach turn a little bit because every time the phone rang, it was just what now, what next? And uh, See, all the, these are literally paid. bills that cannot be paid. Yeah, and almost like 1.4 million that right. I couldn't pay. And these were to people like the like I came from the media, so like uh, CHTV and radio stations. Right. I literally owed them thousands of dollars on behalf of these clients. Right. And um, so and, ads. Okay. Anyway, I ended up negotiating like cents on the dollar, but I said, you know, can you help me? Let me work out a payment situation, and I did. I got through it. So it's not easy being an entrepreneur, is it? No, no. It, um, I would do it again, though. Like, I mean, as all the things I told you about, like, smart, smart now, what I yeah. do. Um, and anyone that says to me, like, and that's one of the things, like, I teach at Mohawk, I, which is part of my, I teach sales, sales and entrepreneurship right. to radio and, and creative content program. And um, and I love it. And I think what I try to do in my teachings is, is I try to teach the characteristics which you don't learn in general school. And that is, you know, as I learned the hard way, I had a mentor. And when I started, it was a gentleman that I met back in, um, when I was in radio, he, he ran a nightclub and I was intrigued over entrepreneurship, like the business side. And, um, you know, and there's no entrepreneur school. You can get a business right. degree and everything, but I learned like many entrepreneurs that, uh, that go through cash flows and, and capitals and, you know, and challenge employees and government regulations. I mean, uh, my biggest struggle as an entrepreneur was not the business, not the ups and the downs, not the revenue. It was the regulations and the you know CRA. And let me tell you, you know that was that was hard. That was very very difficult for me. And I had to you know that almost shut me down within three years of that successful moment when I exploded. The you know first thing that happened was the door knocked and the CRA's there going, we think you're not paying enough. And then I got audited. I've been audited I think twelve times in twenty years. And, uh, you know, and I've won some and I've lost some or I've negotiated some, but um, you can't get rid of them. Like, it's not like, well, I, I'll do it this way and I don't have to deal with them anymore. Um, so it was, uh, that's, that's the, man, is that bad? I don't want to use the word bad. That's the struggle of, a, of an entrepreneur. Right. The, the, the benefit of an entrepreneur and the reason I am a serial entrepreneur is that, um, is that I get great joy of knowing that I'm building it. I'm the one responsible. So, you know, right. I said to my wife, you know, we've talked about, you know, bad days. And she says, why do you, you know, why are we doing this? And I'm like, because the person accountable and responsible is me. So I can't blame anyone other than myself for fixing this or causing it. Right. So um, whether it's a staff problem, you know, and we all deal with it. Like you can't get enough staff. You can't get enough, you know, you're not delivering or whatever. But, you know, it's me that fixes it. Now the agency handles clients doing e-commerce sales okay. and we, you know, from Vancouver, we're going to be opening in Toronto probably next year. Um, I've stepped back. I'm the founder of the company and now I have people running it. So right. they're doing all the magic, but we're handling clients of online sales of hundred million to 300 million um, through just e-commerce sales online. Uh, and now drum roll, yeah. I don't have any sound effects yeah, here. That's okay. uh, it's yeah. not in the budget. Uh, <laughs> drum roll, municipal Election. politics. You're running for councillor, Ward 4 yes, in sir. Hamilton. I am. So things are going to get serious now, I suspect. Oh, yeah. Uh, so are you sure about this? Oh, yeah. I, I've been involved. 
actively behind the scenes politically. In fact, during COVID, if you remember, there was a part where the uh, the, the Ontario government was uh, came out with a with a grant program for a lot of small businesses. Um, I, I helped assist in rolling that out and marketing it to get the message to small businesses during COVID for the help. I've right. been involved with uh municipal politics with the mayor to uh running with different ward representatives um and i have been encouraged by my peers and my associates to say you know uh maybe you should run for politics or maybe you should be engaged in some way um and i am very vocal about politics like let's be clear like if you look at my stream like if i get passionate about things i get very uh i would say vocal and take my stance and you know right or wrong i i I get very much uh committed behind it so this this opportunity that came was in my opinion the right timing um i live in the east end my business when when you say opportunity somebody approached you or Um, it was more of uh what was happening at city hall right so at city hall in hamilton specifically there, there was an opening but it was i mean it's a disaster. I mean, City Hall in Hamilton has not been, in my opinion, uh, they've it's bickering, it's infighting, it's no collaboration. Right. There's, you know, we got red hills with people spinning out, sewer gates with people wondering where's the how is this being, uh, you know, operating, and potholes across the city, and and um and you know, I, I just decided now is the time for myself to step in. Take a, I wanted a vocal point to make a change in the city, um, you know, and whoever or what takes place in the city right now in, in Hamilton uh, in October, uh, I hope that I will be that that choice. And there's a lot of choices in my ward, by the way. So there's, there's a lot of good people that are going to be running. Right. And I think it's um, whoever steps into the role has a lot of work to do. And I love a challenge. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Um, to me, municipal politics is where the real stuff gets done. It but does, it's yeah. the real stuff means, like, as you said, potholes and fences. So yes. it's not necessarily glamorous politics at that level. Right? But I'm not a glamorous. Like, I mean, I don't know if I look <laughs> glamorous, but I mean, like, I, I'm not that glamorous. I'm not looking for the fame. And it sure is. <clears throat> it's not about the paycheck. So it's about I actually want to do something. I want to do something that's, that's going to help the community. Are the citizens of Hamilton actually electing Chris Farley to council? No, no, they're no. not. Chris Farley is a bit of a bonus. I think I have a comedic side that I, you know, like you can have a laugh and you can have a joke with it. But uh, no, what you're getting is the gentleman who ran a company in the past has grown a company, learned from the experiences of what it takes and the trials and tribulations of it, um, and can understand right from wrong and live by what decisions are being made and stand by it. Why should I vote for you? Well, that's a great question because you <laughs> will have a voice and I'm I'm looking at it as uh, a representative of the people, which I feel has been lost. What I've seen with a lot of city council is people are in it to get a paycheck and they're there to do, you know, hopefully keep their job. What I'm looking for is everyone, that's what council is meant to be. It's about being a voice for the people. And I've I've struggled with wanting someone to represent me at city council to say, what are you doing about this? What is happening? So, you know, and then when you call, you don't get the empty voicemail or the 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 lost into the void of, well, I said my piece, you're supposed to represent me. So my trust is that why would you vote for me is the simple point of, uh, do you want someone that's actually going to represent you and do it in a way that gives you a chance to feel like you're part of the community? That's what you're going to get with myself. It's a, it's a full-time job though. It right? is, yes. I mean, you've got the time for it. Well, I'm going to make the time. The one thing I'll do is uh, I'll, I'll have to step, obviously, back from the radio. 
I've already will have to step out of the the, the teaching at Mohawk. Uh, in regards to the agency, I've already released the responsibilities of that. I've stepped off the board. I'm a founder, so I've let the I got a new board that's running it, and they've got it established to do what they need to do. And in the furnace and duct cleaning is the same story. I'm going to be taking a, a bit of a step back, but I've also got a team in the board to take control of it to run it now good or bad or otherwise i mean uh you know i can guide from a distance and give direction but no to answer your question those will be off my plate this is not me to add this to my roster of what to do uh and then say okay well now i'll put that into the 10 percent of the time i had you know where i was breathing i'm now going to be a counselor so my intention is to make this uh because it does require it now my intention is to run two terms I don't want to be a, polo, a political representative. I think I can make a difference. I think I can make some changes within that time frame that are- uh, So two terms, because things might take two terms to- uh... Well, you know what? That's eight years. And right. in eight years, I should, believable, be believably, be able to deliver on what needs to be done. So in my head, I've got two specific areas that I like to address. There's obviously the road safety and you know the neighborhood protection and what can we do about road calming. Um, particularly one goal of mine would be Kenilworth, which is right now just under construction, but I'd like to be able to build a little more. Uh, I wanna rebuild the business down there like we've seen in different other areas. So uh, like Ottawa Street has done m way better. Uh, you've seen Lock Street. So I'd like to, my goal is to bring small business back to the ward uh, and that's specific area. My second is I'm a cyclist. Uh, my spare time when I, what do I do to decompress is I like to ride. And um, so through the ward, there's trails on the outside, but to get to it is either uh, someone painted lines along a, a, a pothole road, or you got to try and find your path along a tractor trailer and um, some dust flying in your face. So my other goal is to create a safe path between uh, one end of the ward to the other to get access to it. So I, those are my 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 one direction on top of the uh, the other areas that need addressing and concerns. Do you think you're going to win? Do you, is it is it possible? I wouldn't do it if I didn't think I could. Okay. I wouldn't be wasting my time because <laughs> okay. I got a lot of things I could be doing in my life right. if I didn't think I had a chance. Um, and yeah, I think it is possible. I think whether or not people. And like, not everybody knows me. So hopefully the time of me doing this will be able to introduce me to people that don't know me. And, um, and, and again, it was a, it was a very tough decision. This wasn't a light decision that I did that was like, ah, what am I going to do today? Okay. Uh, this, okay. Right. <clears throat> hey, council sounds good. It was, you know, methodically discussed direction as to where I wanted to run, right. why I was running in that, re you know, in ward four specifically. And, um, and, and, and why I felt I could do something. I didn't want to be in a ward that I'm like, okay, well, yeah, yeah, I got a paycheck every two. I don't need the paycheck every two weeks. I didn't feel, and you know, where why I was running was an area that I, I, I work in, I live in, and I thought, okay, well, I want to do something because I get irritated many times where I'm calling going, I got a problem and no one's responding. So there was a, uh, and I felt the timing was right. I mean, I'm not young, but I'm not old. And, uh, and I got enough energy in me that I feel I can actually do something. That's a good good place to end it. So uh, uh, you've, you've said it all. So, uh, you know, best of luck with all thank of you. this. Thank you. Um, Adam, uh, once again, so uh, thank you. Thanks for, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me here. Thanks for listening. If you have a comment or if you want to be on the show, send me an email at connectionsvideopod at gmail.com. And please subscribe.